y'all. I'm Erin Bagwell. And I'm Diana Matthews. Welcome to Feminist Wednesday's Beaver Talk, the podcast where we give Hollywood unsolicited advice about feminism. In our world, the right orange floral dress can turn any fucking day around. A birthday isn't complete without a risky haircut. And that's what all pool parties look like. Join us as we deep dive into all the things that fire us up about film and television. The glorious, the misogynistic, and the groundbreaking. This is Beaver Beaver Talk. Talk. Hi. Good morning, Diana. How's it going? It's better now that I've got this blueberry muffin. You're welcome, by the way. I just decided to take all the credit for that one. I mean, you did get it for me, so thank you. I just ran an errand. Thank you, thank you. You're welcome. I haven't had a blueberry muffin. You know, it's funny. They asked me if I wanted it warmed or not, and I was like, God damn, these muffins are so good when they're warmed, but Mm -hmm. I didn't get it warmed for you. Was that a mistake? I mean, by the time you got here... It's neither here nor there. That was my thinking. And I didn't want it to be squishy. It's really only good if they warm it and give you butter. Oh, girl. I haven't had butter on a muffin in a minute. Excuse me? (laughs) How else do you eat them? Yeah, I mean, right. That's a fair question. I feel like I never think to do that. Well, if they offer you to warm it, it's like if you give a mouse a cookie. It's going to need a glass of milk. And you better get some butter for that warmed muffin. I mean, fair. But, but here's my other thing. The butter must be room temperature if that's going to work. Because Absolutely. If you give me Don't some, like, even start. Concrete butter from the back of the fridge. I'm going to be so <sighs> mad at you. I won't. Like, I'll throw the muffin right back in your face. Right. Well, then, like, what's the point? Then the muffin has to be such a heated temperature that it heats the butter. At which point it's like <laughs> melting in your mouth. Right. I mean, it's yeah. like a nuclear muffin. Right. And the blueberries, can you imagine how much they'd burn you because the juices? If it was that hot? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's not on fire, Diana. It would be if it had to melt that butter from the back of the fridge. Would be, could be, should be. How are you? (laughs) You chose not to get yourself a muffin. And it was a mistake. Wow, now you're regretting it. Do you want some of this one? I mean, I might dabble. Here, have some. Well, well, we don't need to. (laughs) Don't yell at me if I eat into the We can share. I okay. just ate the top of half you know, of it. crushed it. So you just devoured it. I love a Starbucks blueberry muffin. Me too. When not I'm, as good as not as good as Tim Horton's blueberry muffin, but mm, not the same thing. But that's fine. I don't know if I can. I'm sure I've had a Tim Horton's, but I haven't. Uh, it's not ringing any bells. But when I'm in like an airport and I need a snack, I'm always going for a Starbucks blueberry muffin. It's because you know what you're going to get. Exactly. It's a consistent and it's always good. I don't think I've ever met a blueberry muffin from Starbucks that I didn't like. No. And yeah, it's just comfort food. The thing I will say, if you go to Buffalo, do you have Tim Hortons in Buffalo? Oh, yeah, we do. Girl, get yourself a blueberry muffin. I will. Thank you for that recommendation. Report back. I'm going to (laughs) Buffalo tomorrow. I recommend the top Michelin star restaurants for all your travel needs. And that's on the list. Tim Hortons. You'd be surprised how many airports I'm in where like I need to eat a full meal and there's nothing to be found no it's a real problem you have like a chef salad with like ham and bacon, uh, like a boiled egg i've returned an airport salad before <sighs> i got an airport salad that was just and i paid 20 dollars for it and i was like i never do this but i'm not gonna eat this it was like soggy lettuce oh yeah because it's like <sighs> yesterday 
Ugh. Yeah, I, I hear you. I mean, Toronto is the absolute worst for that kind of thing because you're such a captive audience in a restaurant that, or sorry, in an airport that they mm-hmm. know it. And so they're like, yeah, that's how it is. Twenty dollars, actually, because what other fucking option do you have? Right. And it's like, OK, right, right, right. I guess I'll just eat that then. There's an international airport that I was in that had the weirdest food options. It wasn't Bangladesh. It was like something. It's like a very weird. When were you in Bangladesh? I was, it was when I was going to Tajikistan and uh-huh. Egypt and I was uh-huh. it. They put me in this airport a couple of times. It was like the central hub. And I'm blanking. It starts with a B. It's a major city. Anyway, they it had horrible options, but I was able to find a Starbucks muffin. Damn. Anyway. Amazing. What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what are we here for? Um, I mean, we could just make this whole episode about Starbucks muffins, but I feel like our viewing public will not allow it. So I we should continue probably continue to talk about Starbucks. I believe for sure. you. I believe you. But, but let's not. Let's not. Today we're talking about Shrill, starring A.D. Bryant on Hulu. And I feel like you and I both just have so many questions that we really should have tried to get A.D. Bryant to actually come in for this episode. The door is always open. I have really kind of conflicting opinions about this show. Hit me. Let's get into it. I'm very unpopular opinion, I feel. Oh, my God. I didn't. I <laughs> so nervous right now. I know I'm nervous to say it out loud. We did another episode like this where we both kind of came to the table, and I think this show. I'm just gonna. I'm, I'm yeah, gonna let you. I'm gonna let you finish. Um, I think this show. I have so many more questions than it answered. Yeah, and it felt like a girl's knockoff to me, especially. I mean. Everything from the female lead being this, like, kind of an outcast 20-something writer to the main title sequence being plain text on a colored background that happens two minutes into the episode. Everything about this felt like girls to me, and I was like, okay, because I love A.D. Bryant. I'm, like, going on this journey, and I will follow her wherever she goes. At the same time, I just felt it didn't have a clear voice, which is maybe an unpopular opinion. No, I didn't like the show that much. (laughs) And I really liked parts of it. Mm -hmm. And I think to your point, it gave us a blueberry muffin, but it did not warm it or give us butter. And I was like, but wait, more, please. Like there was... It, it it was lacking in some character development and then kind of assumed we'd know certain stuff about what was happening. I felt like especially towards the end when we actually got into the feminist critique of body image and her relationship with her boss, it was like, okay, she wrote this amazing piece that has all these feminist nuances, but we're not going to talk about any of them. Mm-hmm. We're not going to name any of them. We're going to assume you as the audience know them yeah and then she has that thing with the i mean there's there's i guess maybe we should start more at the beginning and then lead to the end yeah so this show is like so Ad bryant plays um annie who is this woman who she's a writer she works for a newspaper but she does the events calendar for them so like she has a the most boring boring no responsibility gig you can get in a newsroom and she is a very passionate 
woman who like has things to say, but is never given the opportunity, doesn't have the self-confidence to like go for it and really assert herself. And the show basically follows her kind of coming to a place where she starts to demand more of the people around her, starts to assert herself more in the world. Um, and she does it through her writing, which is kind of a piece I found really inspiring in this. Yeah. Was that a question or a statement? I don't know. I We should also say that this is based on Lindy West, who's a writer from, Je- or who was a writer from Jezebel's book, Shrill. Right. So it's adapted from a lot of experiences that she had and also definitely centers around her experience um, you know, with body positivity. However, I guess maybe something that you just said I think is the problem maybe with the show Hit me. is that I didn't believe that Annie wasn't confident. Well, because I think we're so used to Aidy Bryant, who is yeah. such a queen of SNL. Yeah. I mean, she's one of the best parts of SNL. And I think that it's and a little so bit of a joyful. miscast. She was not a good fit for this role. Ooh. I didn't believe it. Ow, 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 no, but I, I completely agree with you. Like, I think she's so in her element right now. And that's not to say that she doesn't have confidence issues or like that she can't play this role. But I didn't believe it. Right. And I think that that from the outset, I, you know, A.D. Bryan is a joy to watch on camera. She is extremely natural. She's very funny. She's. I, I can't take my eyes off of her when she's on screen. She's one uh-huh. of those magnetic people. Yes. But this role demands a level of vulnerability that I think AD gave, but I didn't quite connect to. And I, I think that's a fault of the writing. I was just going to say, I, I it almost it assumed so much of us yeah. that it, le- it left us lacking. Right. And I felt like there was, so the journey is like, oh, she's not confident. She's dealing with this like fuck boy Blah, 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 blah. The, the work is neither kind. She's kind of confident, but she's kind of not. And then we're supposed to believe she kind of has this transformation. And then all of a sudden she's a selfish person. And mm-hmm. everyone's like, you're being so selfish. And I was like, is she? Yeah. Because she's talking. That? I like I couldn't quite was trying to really land with her. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't quite land with her. Right. But do we think do we think that's a fault of the writing or do we think it's a fault of the performance? Both. All of it, everything. Yeah, I don't know. The stuff with the fuck boy felt so cringeworthy to me that I almost turned it off because I, I didn't believe it. Okay. And this comes back to eighty eighty Bryant. I can't separate it. I could not separate eighty Bryant from Annie. Well, she's bringing a lot of herself to the role, which is not the right self to bring to this role. I think is what was happening. Right, because you are right. Because when and thank you for saying that, because I was like, am I like very sleep deprived (laughs) and like feeling resentment when he was like, I'm going to go home and take a nap. I was like, I can't I can't watch this like I can't self indulge in this. None. Nothing that's happened. It just made me so angry in the way that I know people were was angry at girls for kind of the same vein of it, but But not in a way that was like well done. I feel like, and this is not a fair, I don't know why girls came in. This show just reminded me so much of girls. It's not a fair comparison, but they're kind of similar in many ways. There's a tone that's very similar. Right. And I think that it just reminded me so much of Hannah and Adam. But also they feel older to me. And so I didn't believe the youth of 
the frivolousness of her like, getting pregnant because she's using plan B as her birth control. Right. And like him playing that pencil game in the right basement. I was like, you're you're old and this is sad. Yeah. This isn't like 20 somethings. And it made me kind of frustrated. I don't know. I didn't find any part of this like really all that cathartic in the way that I found parts of girls really cathartic, even though it's not the choice that I would have made necessarily. Girls honest. Right. Even though it was I've had those conversations. I have said those things before that those girls say in that show. And in this show, I was just like, ugh, what? I'm thinking specifically of the conversation she has with the boy in the kitchen when she's like, she tells him that she's had an abortion and he's like, oh, good. Because like I have another kid who's like 14. And she's like, oh, we are not on the same page. Like, I don't ever want to see you again. He shows up at her house kind of offering her nothing, but then she's like standing in her kitchen being like, oh, we we should try it again. And I'm like, what is this show trying to say? Right. And then are we supposed to like him? Never got there for me. No. Awful. And it made me kind of not like her. Yeah. Because it was so, it was just so unbelievable. And it was like, she is such a, well, I think it was unbelievable because we couldn't tell. It's like, is she this desperate person who is very self-conscious and has these confidence issues? Or is she this other person who's like confident and figuring it out and a little bit selfish and her friends are like, is she the Hannah Horvats or is she this? Like, I could not quite figure out which web we were weaving. But maybe she's both. And it's the fault of the writing that it, it made you choose. Mm. Because I feel like... She, they want her to be a complicated person, but at parts of it, it felt so stereotypical and felt so confusing that I, I didn't get nuance. I just got, this is bad writing. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I feel, I feel bad. Right. For not liking it. I really liked, I will say. Let's talk about what we did like. Yeah. I will say. There were moments. There were, it had things going on. Um, I really loved the pool party. Yes. Great oh my episode. god. Oh my god. Believable episode. And just like the importance of finding your tribe yeah. and finding people who get you and I love that she was really reluctant at first to embrace what that pool party was offering up because she's she's not like joyful about herself and all those women were just like I mean the self-love was just radiating from everyone and she's like I'm not on that level yeah but I love that there was like this journey where she eventually jumps into the pool and is just like and the dancing yeah that I believed yes the end (laughs) um and that she misses the work event but then I didn't love that she like ran to the work event and like the conversation with her boss was so predictable and the boss, oh my God. Oh boy, yeah, yeah, I love when he told them to dress like they'd been to New York once. <laughs> to his party. Yeah. Yeah. That was um, good. And her getting stood up at her work event, like she invites this boy to come and be a part of her work event where her boss's partner is like exhibiting his new work. And of course, the idiot stands her up. And I'm like, of course. Like, can we can we get past this like fuckboy narrative? Or is like, am I not the target audience for this? I know. I think we're too I because that's what I thought. I was like, maybe I'm too old for this show. Cause I don't relate to any of this nonsense. And right. it's bugging me as a human that I have to sit through like people talking about 
doing nothing and he didn't, he wasn't working and his mom was doing it. Like the whole thing made me, I think cringeworthy is right. Although I did like when she was like, I'm not going to text him or see him again. And then she knocks on his door. That was funny. That was very good editing. Good editing in that one episode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And yet when I watched this show and I got to the end People of it. People like it though. I really? I don't. Yeah. I don't. Continue. I'm sorry. I think when I got to the end of it, I felt the need to talk about it with someone because I fully didn't really know how I felt about it. And that's well, apparently here we not are. great right. when, well, I think it's like not great when you watch an entire show and then you're like, not sure how to feel about it. Well, a I show was, should like kind of, I mean, art should make you feel something. I'm yeah. kind of a big believer in that. Of and course. I feel like it's not great that they gave a show. Mm. They gave this character a show where it's like, you're left feeling kind of ambivalent. Yeah. Well, I'm, I left feeling kind of mad and I was like, am I just the, not the audience for this? Or Are we was doing this... season two? I don't know. Okay. Oh, it felt very loaded. Oh, I don't, I just don't know. I mean, it's based on a book, so I'm not really sure. If I think be... that they'll continue. I don't know. I liked, I liked the lead. I think maybe it was the writing and the story wasn't cons- consistent with what didn't feel like we were watching the same show every episode either. Mm. You know what I mean? Maybe we were too a jumbled. Mm-hmm. Like maybe they start like somebody wrote the pilot and then they had some new writers and then they pivoted or and also sometimes you know with these TV shows they have different directors every episode. Sometimes maybe there was a lot. I mean we're giving them a lot of <laughs> spiraling. <laughs> I'm spiraling. <laughs> Also, can we talk about the troll scene? Before we talk about the troll scene, because that's the mm-hmm. final episode of the last, that's the last thing. Yeah. I want to talk about her relationship with her mom. Because yes. I think that was something I really loved. The parents, yeah. Very interesting. So her parents, um, her dad is doing chemo and radiation for cancer. Yeah. And her mom is total type A, really holding on too tightly in some ways to controlling his diet, his sleep regimen, his whole life because she's, you know, terrified and right. wants to make sure he's happy and healthy. Um, and at the same time, every single conversation the mother has with Annie, it's about weight loss. It's about what you're eating. It's about like exercising. It's just so passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. I really loved the writing with the mom. Mm. I thought that was very well. And she's an SNL. Um, I'm blanking on that woman. Yeah, she's in a lot of stuff. She's great. She's a comedy queen as well. And so I loved kind of the generational pull they did there for like queens recognizing queens kind of thing. Right. Um, But I really loved the the writing around the parents. Again, kind of like Hannah Horvath. But (laughs) I could have done with more there. Yes. Even when she comes out and writes this whole big manifesto about being fat. Her parents just kind of like have a phone call about it. Yeah. And I find that that would have been very interesting if they would have gotten into more of the nuance of like, let's have a real conversation. I just shared a truth. Yeah. Let's talk about like her upbringing or why this is rooted in this. Or I think there was an opportunity to maybe have more of the conversation. And I think like we were saying at the beginning, they gave us this like carrot of like that we're we're releasing this big article that's going to tell her truth and say all this stuff, but then we're not going to name any of it, which left the audience to be very wanting. Well, I think that this, I think this show manifested so many opportunities like that for kind of depth and, 
and some very real on-screen conversations. And instead, it just kind of skipped stones. Yeah, even with the boyfriend, it was like, did they ever talk or have words that said right. things? Right. No. Also, can I say something else? The when in the the roommate who was I really liked. Oh, you didn't like her. Awful. All right. Um, I the like- worst actress I might have ever seen. Aidy Bryant slam dunked her roommate. It was like they weren't even like in the same show. Okay. I could not. You liked the roommate? Yeah, I liked the roommate. <laughs> oh, my God. I will say, though, when A.D. Bryant, when she says, oh, you're basically like the f- female version mm-hmm. of this fuckboy, I was like, how can you tell a woman of color who's queer that she's like this white entitled privilege? Like, I thought, and she that was meant to be this big moment of like, this is who you are. And I was like, no, that's like, we're so... It felt everything. It's very confusing, this show. Yeah. Well, 80 is like 80 Bryant, Annie. It's really I know. We're, it's we like what all are, of it up. But who are we talking about? She's kind of talking about how like don't judge a book by its cover. It's all that's what my whole life experience has been. And she writes these incredible in-depth articles about like what her experience has been. And then she flips out on her roommate and basically does to her what she has hated other people doing her entire life. Right. And also, how can she tell this girl who's like the only one who's really standing by her? But there wasn't enough character development. Was she standing by her? Like, it was like this, like, I felt like they were quite quite friendly, these friends. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like everyone in this show was just like so consumed by their own self, like their own But I didn't think that Annie's character was selfish at all. Well, like, I mean, because like she she's missed- so rooted in her own experience. Like she stands up her best friend at work because she can't pull herself out of her own fucking life for 10 minutes to remember yeah, that she had plans. It didn't feel to me, though, like that was. I get that the, towards the end, they were trying to make it seem like Annie was full of herself and like riding high on the hog of this article thing. And I was like. And yeah, the boyfriend, that whole thing was stupid that she missed this pony fair or whatever. But it also didn't feel to me like she was the kind of person who did that all the time. But it wasn't it wasn't her boyfriend. It was the guy, the only no, no, person no, I, in this world who was being nice to her and she stands him up. Yeah, but it seemed kind of like and, I, and that is unfortunate and that's a rude thing to do and you shouldn't do that. But I also <laughs> think there are people in your life who if they show up consistently Sometimes you have to give people a pass for where they're at. And I, it, I think it said so much about her character. Really? Yes. I think I think it said a lot about her wanting all of this positive reinforcement. And the one person in her life who has been consistently <laughs> there for her, she stands up for the sake of going to find a troll. I like when the guy was like, you know, I have like a family. Like I have like a life. Like I got to go. Hello. And that was a great wake up but i didn't feel like that person that they were painting her out to be in that episode was the same person as the person from the first episode so that's where i was like i don't see the thread totally and i'm not saying like she's selfish and like fuck this show and she's a terrible person i'm saying like like i got what they were trying to do the complexity of her having all of these different pieces to her she was either one thing or the other and she never got to be like a fully formed realized actualized person yeah oh yeah 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 um we can get to the troll do you want to chat about the troll so something that kind of played by glenn beckett beckett glenn the guy from snl so something that kind of bugs (laughs) me about this scene 
Yeah. And they took some creative license, I guess, was that – so in the book, and this is one of Lindy West's, like, claim to fame, is she was one of the first people who, like, sought out her troll and, like, met them. And they actually had, like, a very positive experience. And, you know, he ends up apologizing and all these things. And, you know, he's, an, like, an older gentleman and kind of like an archetype of who you think a troll would be. And then what they did with this was kind of – was more confusion – of these, I don't know. I don't even know what to say about this scene. Well, so she's posted these two very candid articles on a blog and there's, you know, she's getting all of these incredible comments, all of this like encouragement. And then there's this guy who just keeps trolling her. And of course, it's that whole thing where the one negative voice completely shouts over all of the positive encouragement and she decides to finally take matters into her own hands and go find the troll who's been posting shit on her articles. And I was not with it. I didn't really get why we were doing it. I was kind of, but whatever, that's fine. That's neither here nor there. She quits her job because she can't stand her boss anymore and goes off to find her troll. And she eventually finds him in this like glorious mansion. He's like a bro with tons of money, basically, is how they painted him. And he admits that he had been overweight as a child and was bullied relentlessly for it and she's basically like i don't care you can't treat people that way like stands up for herself and then the whole conversation just spirals out of control right he like hits on her invites her in then he calls her a cunt then she throws a potted plant through his windshield i mean i feel like this was a real opportunity for the show to not be confusing <laughs> and to like have a moment of because I, I feel like that's like the whole basis of Lindy West's work and the and this whole troll thing and is that she like connected with a person in person and resolved the issue. And one of the reasons that she went after this guy is because he was using her father's photo mm. after he died. So basically he was trolling her from her dead father. And she was like, this is not okay. And that story makes sense in a lot of ways. In where we have a lot of holes for how they did it in the show, I guess, because it does feel like what it what who is the serving, but I guess they're serving that the selfish character of her. I feel like she's so segmented in the show of like she's a body positive person and then she's a selfish person and then she's like a self conscious person who's letting this guy walk all over her and they don't none of the threads. Well, the connect. writing isn't strong enough to allow all of those things to exist at the same fully. time. Yeah. Oh man. I know it's making me uncomfortable to talk about this show. I know you're really like stressed out about it. I can see it. I am. It's stressful. Name it. Why are you so stressed? Because I, I think it always feels sad when shows that could have an emotional impact and when are giving such amazing women opportunities miss the mark. And this show missed the mark. And that's sad. Yeah. And it's a real bummer. And it makes me uncomfortable to be, to feel. I don't know, judgmental about it. Mm. But here we are. I think it's like, I mean. You I, can't win them all. Right. And A.D. Bryant, I mean, is phenomenal. And she's a rising star who's just going to continue to do amazing work. I wonder. But this was not the one. Could we walk away from this show? The other thing that's kind of confusing is like, this is a Lauren Michaels. This is yeah. a, what's her name is on the, is billed as an executive producer. Like. It all should have worked, guys. 
And it's it interesting. Didn't. It's interesting it didn't. But we may have got it wrong. And I feel like, Bettys, if you really loved Shirelle, you need to talk to us. Yeah, maybe we're missing something. 100%. Or maybe are. we're too old. I felt Maybe old. we have to be 21 and like really in our shit and like maybe. And I was 21 when I watched a girl. So maybe that's yeah. what it is. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. It's not good. Kent, have you seen it? No. You have? You haven't? Okay. I'm just looking for something. <laughs> I know, right? I'm just looking around the room. Well, what would you have done different? What are our notes? Uh, just way stronger writing. I feel like the writing really failed A.D. Bryant. And I also would not, with love, have cast A.D. Bryant, or I would have made I, yeah, it I a totally she, different character. I think she was a miscast. I think that's 100% right. Which, which is pains wild. me to say because she's so talented, but it yes. wasn't. This role's not for her. No. She's not, she, I, she's not believable as like the self-conscious doe. Yeah, in the, in the woods that doesn't know what she's doing. Like, no, that's not who she is. Yeah. That's not what we've seen. That's not what we know. It's not her brand. It's not who she is, but also, I mean, she's an actress. So, like, the writing needs to be there for her then to really dive deep into playing someone she's not. Because you don't need to play the person you are. I know, but there was, she, she like, doesn't have the weakness to play this person <laughs> with love. The vulnerability. The everything. Yeah. Even at the pool party when she was, like, shy about dancing, I was like, I don't believe this. Get in there. Mm. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just didn't. I was like, this is not. Here, we, we're going to arc it. And then by the time she was dancing, I was emotionally engaged. Because I was like, this, I believe. What do you think about her body portrayal? Like, Lindy West is a much larger woman than Lindy Bryant is. Do you think that perhaps that, that also kind of would have had a more of an effect? hard-hitting questions oh man the dead air on this episode because i just am racking my brain i mean people are on the fence about it or off the fence it didn't bother me also i felt like they missed an opportunity to really go there with the body conversations. 100%. And even when she goes to the strip club and she's writing that oh article. Oh my God, I love the strip club scene. I was laughing my face But then we don't get to off. hear what the, again, we don't know what the context of the article is. Or so the- here's something that I would have done differently. I would have, upon releasing the show, I would have had a blog people could go to. No, that Diana, you can that's read the too articles. much work. I'm not going to no, read a blog. But people, I I would have understood so much more about this. Yeah, but then I you're not read... doing a good show job as a creator. If we need a blog to understand what the hell you're talking about on TV, then you're out of here. A hundred percent. I just mean it would have been like different touch points. It would have been an interesting thing to do. But they should have done a. They should have had a creative way though to to give us the information. Yeah, I agree. I really i I think I missed a lot of the connections in the in in this series because I did not I wanted to know the context of the articles and what was included in them. Also this might sound kind of mean, but I also couldn't understand like why the job was so important, like what the gravitas of that article or that newspaper was in the community. Mm. It kind of just felt like a local thing. So like the weight and the stakes of like publishing also felt a little bit it was kind of like Take it or leave it here. Oh, I felt I got it because it was the first time she was really naming it publicly. So publishing got, on any level would I have got been a her big story. Yeah, but it the whole like he's this article demigod and her boss and that whole like the whole world that they created around work it was very Devil Wears Prada. Yeah, and I didn't believe that either. Oh, really? No. I think we just didn't land with this one. No. 
R.I.P. I mean, Do you think the show's going to come back? Maybe we should Google it. Yeah, if it's coming back for season Maybe two. Maybe we should tell A.D. Bryant to get the hell out of there. Oh my God, what? Yeah, go move on. Go make a movie. This show's not for you. I'm ready for all of the A.D. Bryant movies. Um, what do we hope for season two if they are doing a season two? It's based don't. on a book. So, I, oh my God. And on that note. <laughs> no, I mean, they need to, they need to decide who she is. Yeah. They need to not lean on the articles to have information that we're not going to get. Um, it, it, it consistency or there's needs to be some kind of consistent thread and they, they need to, I don't know. You didn't like the roommate. Can we talk about the roommate? Why did you just thought she was a bad actress? Yes. Okay. Did not get it at all. You didn't like their friendship or anything? It was no. It was like Sam Elliott in A Star is Born. Either have him in or have him out, but don't occupy this middle space of trying to create a backstory and complicated relationships and this whole thing if you're not actually gonna give her the space. Oh, you thought she needed more space. More or less. Either she's in or she's out, but she occupied a very middle ground liminal area in Mm. this series, I felt. Okay. And and she she just did not suffer Annie's bullshit, and so it made her kind of like irrelevant, because all she kept coming in as was the voice of reason, who's like, "You should break up with that guy. He sucks." Well, I also and it was like, "Yeah, thank you." I also though feel like that was such a twenty year old thing to say, in the sense They're that not like twenty though. No, I know, but I'm, but yeah, and I think this is, was kind of a problem too of like. You have friends who tell you to break up with your boyfriend when you're like 20 mm-hmm. or that you're not allowed to talk about them anymore. Like those rules that are stupid and that cause friendships to no longer be friendships anymore. Because you do that shit when you're like 20 and then you realize your friends are going to choose their boyfriends over you and then you stop doing that. Right. So that felt like very immature, like very. I think this was not for us uh, from an age perspective. The, you know, the more we talk about it, the more I'm realizing. No, in fact, I was not the audience. <laughs> Should have started with that at the top. Oh, man. Eddies don't watch it. Just rewinding to the beginning. Yeah, I mean, I one foot in, one foot out on so many things on this show. I think it had no idea what it was trying to say or what it wanted to be. I did like the costumes. Hard stake in the ground. Really? I I don't remember anything about it. I thought she was always in these really fun outfits. Oh, yeah. Eddie Bryan always does a great floral dress. She was looking cute the whole time. Which, again, is not the point of her character. No. <laughs> I also didn't like that scene where she follows around that other girl in, like, the red jumpsuit. Like, oh, being around this one woman who, like, has confidence is going to give me confidence. And I get the 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 mental – like, I've definitely been there where I was like, damn, girl, like, you're rocking it. And, like, I'm going to get something from you doing your thing. But, again, I just didn't believe it for Annie. Fair. <sighs> Fair enough. Bettys, tell us if we did it wrong. We have an Instagram now called Beaver Talk. Ask us how we came up with that title. Um, slide into our DMs. Let us know if this was a total, if we fucked up and we, in fact, need to get on board for Shrill and Shrill Season 2, if that's happening. Um, and Kent, thanks for spending all your Wednesdays with us. Happy Feminist Wednesday. Happy Feminist Wednesday. This has been an Atlantic Transmission production. Hey!